Hey guys and welcome back to Learning to be Lost, Season 1, Episode 3. This time we're going to be talking about communication in relationships. Charlotte and I have pulled together some of our favourite tips, tricks and good habits for healthy relationship communication. Now we're not saying we're perfect here, everyone's relationship is different and we really hope this comes across in the episode. But there are also some things that you can do to try and improve your communication style with your partner. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Shall we kickstart with little updates from the both of us? Let's do it. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone about your week so far? What have you been up to? What's been positive? What's maybe been not so positive? <laughs> yeah, I, I always like doing the, the quick updates just because there's so much that goes on in a week. Like, even if I think about today, my day-to-day has just been so up and down. I woke up. <laughs> yeah, right pretty much had a meltdown had a meltdown until about midday um and then and then you got some clothes and then you started to feel a little bit better didn't you yeah then my mood improved then I felt exhausted and And then we slept for hours (laughs) yeah we slept for a few hours and then yeah I kind of woke up again and cooked some dinner and now we're doing the podcast but yeah just today has just been such a up and down day yeah, And I think I've been like that all week. I've been not very motivated, which has been hard for me this week. I don't feel I've really accomplished anything. Um, and that's been playing into my mood. I was talking to you earlier today and I was saying how I feel that my mood at the moment is kind of like a wave. It just seems to like keep getting like the peaks and troughs are getting bigger and bigger. Mm. And it's so easy for my mood to change I've been really dysregulated in my emotions Um, I'm not really sure why I've got a few inklings that we've spoken about but I definitely feel that I've not been very regulated as of late which isn't good it's not been great for me it's affected my sleep a little bit I mean I've still been getting up early but I've been very distracted through most of the days and it's kind of hindered my like output for the week and also just how much motivation I've had through the whole time so I would say uh, if I was to give it a rating my week's probably been a four out of ten um okay that's interesting because I thought you were going to mention our weekend which was quite nice really no I was going to the weekend was great we went to uh Clapham to see one of our friends Alfie for his uh 25th which was really good pleasure to uh to see Alfie haven't seen him in probably two and a bit years because of COVID and university etc so yeah it was it was really good to see him catch up once again it showed us that we are really not cut out for partying lifestyle are we not at all (laughs) I'm just like I get tired by about like 9 p.m and I'm ready to call it but I'm also like wanting to party so part of me is like yeah let's stay up and then part of me is like falling asleep. Yeah we we left the bars at what maybe seven o'clock would you say? I don't know maybe yeah Yeah, around that time I suppose. Yeah because we were gonna go back have some drinks and then hit another bar was the plan wasn't it to keep the costs down but 
as it hit like 10 o'clock, we were both saying to each other, we are knackered. Like we were sat on the on the sofa being like, I don't know how I'm going to get the energy. We powered through till about 1am, didn't we? But uh, And then Josh fell asleep and I had to carry him to bed. That was not true. I fell asleep, yes. And then you said, should we go to bed because you're sleeping at a party and you're bringing the mood down. Um, yeah, same, same, but different. Yeah, so we're, we're not really cut out for that party and lifestyle are we the everyone else kind of went on till like 5 a.m or or whatever but yeah we called it about 1 a.m yeah but yeah great great weekend really yeah, enjoyed it was, it. it was a really nice weekend definitely just like reminded me how expensive london is absolutely like i think sometimes it's you forget like everyone says oh london is expensive blah blah and like we do go quite a lot but Every time we go, I'm reminded like, fuck, it's so expensive to be here. I really, I, I honestly don't think like the quality lives up to the no, price either. Yeah, I do agree. Like I think you pay an arm and a leg and you basically get slapped in the face and told to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alfie was telling us that he went out to a club in London. Eight Jaeger bombs for yeah, 80 Inferno's. pounds. Apparently it's a quite big club. It came up on my TikTok today. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely is around Clapham. Um, yeah, eighty pounds for eight Jaeger bombs. You're having a laugh. A Jaeger bomb should not be more than three for a fiver. Yeah, ever. Agree. Anything over that, and you're being Jager scammed. Jaeger bombs aren't even nice. Like that's the thing. Would you agree? Yeah, probably. To be fair, I'm more of a tequila kind of gal. Bit of lemon, bit of salt. Have a good time. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I don't know. Just. Shots in general, I'm not really a huge fan. Yeah, neither am I. I don't I don't even think Jaeger's like a high percentage, is it? I think it's like twenty percent. I can tell you. So how honest. are you charging me a tenner for that? I wonder what the tequila rose was saying. Uh, like... Tequila rose is about twenty percent as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, that actually the tequila rose is is quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, but do you know what I don't like about it is how it's never refrigerated. You don't like warm cream? No. Yeah, funny that. On the packaging, I don't know if you knew this, you know there's like a rose, like on the front of the bottle? Yeah. It's like like blacked out normally. When you put it in the fridge, that rose turns pink and it means it's been refrigerated. Really? I could have sworn I've seen it with pink like well, maybe it's the, the other, maybe it's the other way around or something. I mean, I haven't but seen it. But it changes colour when it's been... Um, in the fridge i can't remember where i learned that but yeah but i i really like it but i think it it just tastes a bit like sick if it's not been in a fridge i don't understand you keep milk in the fridge you keep cream in the fridge why is the tequila rose just out and about i do agree i mean you know? still a great shot though that that's probably one of the only shots i can get behind i'm not i'm not a young man anymore i am what 24 next week 24 yeah the big two four. Twenty four is officially getting into mid thir- mid thirties, <laughs> mid twenties. Twenty four is officially you sh- let's settle down and start a family. No, it's not. <laughs> it's why am I still getting like mood swings because a pair of trousers didn't fit me in in H and M yesterday. Or, oh, oh my god! Oh my bloody god! I went shopping last week. Um. And I spent a bit of a fortune, but I came home with some bits for Joshua to try on just because he never really buys himself new clothes. Um, 
And that's partly because he doesn't like spending money on like clothes. He finds it a bit of a faff, which I do agree. And he's like, nothing ever fits me. Nothing ever looks good on me. I know. No shops do stuff for guys that are (laughs) 6'8". It's really difficult. All right, Han. Anyway, um, so I was in M&S and I picked up a few bits for him. And funny enough, it was all a little bit horrendous. Um, So we returned those bits on Sunday. And I was like, whilst we're here, we might as well kill two birds with one stone. Sorry, just quickly. The reason that's so funny is we've recorded this podcast a good few times now. We've attempted to. It's just not quite been perfect. So we've been redoing them. But in one of the earlier episodes, you came home and you were like, on the podcast, I've bought you some fabulous, wonderful bits (laughs) from M&S, blah, blah, blah. And now... (laughs) And now it's taken a bit of a turn. Anyways, we um, yeah. So we w- we went back to the shops on Sunday, returned those bits, whatever, and then we literally hit up like all the like half decent shops that we could find for like men's clothing, and just nothing was going right, was it, babe? No, it's quite like I think it's especially difficult for men to shop because for women, like you walk into like a a clothing store you go online shopping and there's a million and one things like if anything you've got too much choice yeah right but when it's like for men it is just like it's so refined you walk into zara and like there's like three tops yeah unfortunately i am the size of a 13 year old boy so i didn't want to say it but yeah in your own words yeah well it is because i've got (laughs) A 28-inch waist, and, and those things will be, you know, they, they can vary. It can sometimes come up a little bit big, a little bit small, but it's probably somewhere from 27 to 29 inches, right? And then the only things that really fit me in terms of trousers are things that are cropped. Yeah. So, like, when I shop online, I shop for 28 waist and cropped so that they fit me on the legs. So, for me to walk into any sort of store... And buy something off the peg is... Unheard of. Yeah. And it, I think it it kind of like... I was getting quite annoyed, wasn't I? Because... Yeah. I mean, understandably so. Like, I think you don't really enjoy shopping as it is. But then, like, trying on loads of things is a faff. But, like, if you know, like, it's a faff, but I'm going to go home with some new bits. Like, it's worth it. But you just couldn't find anything. I mean, you got one t-shirt from Mossbrough or whatever it's called yeah and that's nice but it was just like nothing was really like working but luckily last week when I was in my spending spree I placed an order for Josh on mango and those bits arrived today um and they were lovely and hence why Josh's mood has been a little bit uplifted yeah for some reason my uh, my existential crisis ended when I finally got a pair of trousers that fit Mm. I mean, even then, they didn't fit brilliantly, but... Yeah, but they they look nice. Yeah, so that's kind of been a, a bit of an up and down this week. Because I don't buy clothes often, when Alfie said to me, like, oh, by the way, blah, 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 going for beers uh, in Clapham, you know, for my birthday, I thought, I, I th- I'm i not sure if I've said it on the podcast before, but I really dislike the way I dress at the moment. It's like a hodgepodge between like multiple styles that I've been going through from about the ages of 17 onwards. And uh, that 
that has just kind of led to this my wardrobe none, none of it really goes it's it's not brilliant it's not what I want right now and so when Alfie said do you want to come along to Clapham I thought oh I should probably get something you know I, I sound very much like a girl now where they're like oh motive coming up need to get something new <laughs> but it was more just like okay this is probably an excuse to spend 40 pounds and actually just get 40 pounds shows how long you've not been shopping doesn't it I know you, you can buy a fucking bra for 40 pounds that's about it these days well, I've those polo shirts you bought from Mango were thirty pound a polo shirt. Yeah, they're lovely though. They're lovely, but I mean, but I I knew if you had placed that order yourself, you would have seen that price and immediately gone, mm mm, absolutely not. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm probably a very like I am a tight ass. No, but that's fine. Like you should be a tight ass in like this economy, but at the same time. I personally see things like clothes as a bit of an investment. Like, as long as you're not being ridiculous and, like, you know, buying loads and, like, buying clothes and throwing them away, like, after one wear, like, stuff like that. I think if you're someone that, like, really cares about your appearance or just, like, a basic level of caring, I think you should buy clothes to, like, make you feel good because when you feel good, you're more productive, I feel like. Yeah, you're you're nicer to people when you're feeling good in yourself, and I think your appearance plays a part in that. And if you've got the money to do so, then buying clothes to fit how you're feeling, like, is a good thing. And I think as well, like, with the work that we're doing at the moment, we are going to be like going out and meeting new people and going out and going to events and stuff like that, and like, yeah, essentially being on display. And I personally, like, don't get me wrong, I'm. I'm sure no one's going to come up to us at an event and be like, oh, you look brilliant or love your trousers. Where are they from? Speak for yourself. (laughs) But like to me, it plays into the like part of the act. Like we need to look the part to be the part. Yeah, 100%. It's like, you know, all of these people that have like client facing roles in the company will pay for their car because it's part of appearances, isn't it? You know, I, I can't turn up looking like a slob in jeans that I've bought three and a half years ago that no longer fit and agreed you're better off not buying anything for yourself for a year and when you do it's an expensive purchase but it's one that you'll you'll keep a little bit longer and that's something that I've been trying to do a little bit more as of recent like like we've said we've been loving mango like the quality of clothes is a lot better than like the majority of places on the high street and it doesn't follow trends too much. You've got your basics. Like that to me is like all you really need. Yeah. My style now is neutral, sexy dad. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like neutrals kind of, I don't really like the jeans I've been wearing. I kind of like trousers, smart top, quarter zip. Loafers. We love a pair of loafers at the moment. Speaking of which, I've I need always a new loved pair. loafers. My loafers are absolutely fucked. You don't need a new pair. No, I would like a new pair. Mm, no, I do need a new pair. Yeah, you spend far more on clothes than I, I do. I do. You update I, your wardrobe. I do update my wardrobe regularly, but I don't think I'm ridiculous with it. I think I look at my like consumer habits two years ago and I think I was terrible. Yeah. And I would buy things and wear them once and like, I don't think that's okay. And I'd buy from like fast fashion places. And don't get me wrong, I don't think Mango is perfect, but it's within budget. Yeah. Like... I think the thing about sustainability is buy with 
within your budget but buy consciously like if you look at something and you're like mm, I'm probably only gonna wear it like this year is it worth the buy like is it worth your money and is it worth yeah I say if you don't love it in the shop you're not gonna love it in six months when you yeah, get it home exactly and like I think there needs to be like a sense of like practicality to what you buy and then also a sense of yeah I will wear that like for example what I'm wearing now I'm not like oh my god this is like show and amazing like it does the job but I'm comfortable and I'm happy and I'm, d- I'm not like embarrassed <laughs> to walk outside do you see what I mean yeah definitely and I think the reason we're going on about shopping so much is it led me to have another existential Oh my God, I really cannot say this. No. It led me to have another crisis Mm. um, because we were going around the shops and I was getting more and more frustrated because I guess like when we've been having conversations in private, I've been saying to you like the life that I'm living right now, I'm really not enjoying. I'm I'm quite miserable. Mm. Not miserable in the sense of like I'm... uh, it's difficult to say, unhappy with my life. I'm very happy and grateful, but there are aspects of my life that are making me miserable. You're, you're very unfulfilled is yes. how you're feeling right now. And like, I think the like, if you had probably seen me out and about at the shops, you'd probably be like, why is this idiot like so annoyed because jeans and a t-shirt don't fit him? But sometimes that's the way of life. Like sometimes, you know, a big problem can happen and you're just like, oh, whatever and then you go shopping and you get upset about those kinds of things and I think that's normal yeah so I think the like shopping side of things was more just like I was saying to you it feels like it's just yet another thing in life where it's not like I'm not in the position where I can buy the clothes that I want to buy and I almost feel like well if I can't buy the clothes that I actually want then what's the point what's the point Mm -hmm. and it was just like I think it was me projecting some of the other things that I'm unhappy about onto that situation. And it, yeah, it wasn't a great, a great mood to be in when you go shopping and it probably made me look a bit silly, but sometimes you do, you, you lash out at the wrong things. Yeah. I mean, I lashed out when we were going for brunch the other day. I think, what, what did I say? I I think I said you were being ridiculous. You said I was being really rude. (laughs) Yeah, probably that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we both had a bit of an up and down week. Sorry, I've been chatting about my my week and my clothes fiasco for probably a bit too long. But yeah, how how was yours? Yeah, mine was good. I think, like you said, the weekend was lovely. I always think it's nice to meet new people. Yeah, it was your first time meeting Alfie. Um, I do always come away feeling really nervous though. Like, I think as I'm getting older, I'm more aware of like social interactions and like what people think of you and like I know I shouldn't really care so much but yeah but other than that I had a lovely weekend and then you took a day for yourself midweek didn't you last week as well yeah I did that's that's when I went shopping so last week I I had quite a nice day I I kind of woke up and I wasn't really feeling it and I decided to go to the gym do like an aquafit class and then go shopping because I I just knew I needed some bits like I'd wake up in the morning and I was like I don't like I don't even know what to wear so then I just put on gym clothes and then I'm like 
I can't just walk around in gym clothes all the time. What is going on? My mum did that for about five years. What, wear gym clothes? Yeah, she didn't own a pair of jeans, I'm pretty certain. She would just go out in leggings and like, yeah, like athleisure. Your mum quite likes wearing athleisure though, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah. But she always wears wears that iron mum top, doesn't she? Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I am like a comfort person by nature, so I do love a pair of leggings. But like sometimes you're just like enough is enough. Like I can't go to a fucking bar wearing. I think y- you and my mum have very different requirements <laughs> from clothes. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But, I mean, when you did take that, because y- you didn't tell me that morning, not not that you had to, but you didn't tell me that morning, oh, I'm like going to take a day off. It just so happened. It just kind of happened that way. Like I didn't plan it. I went to the gym and I was like, I'm just going to pop to town, get a few bits. And then whilst I was there, it kind of just happened. And I was like, do you know what? Like, don't feel guilty about it. Just go your, with it. Your mood when you came back was great brilliant yeah and like i know that's like part of like shopping like you do get that high afterwards but i think it was also because i'd had alone time like completely isolated to like work like you like no offense love you but like, do you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. like i'd gone to the gym i'd like gotten up i'd had a really good day of like eating as well i'd had a really good like nutritious breakfast and lunch i had an overeating i had an undereating like I hadn't consumed too much sugar either. Like, I think I'd had like a really good day in all ba- like in all ways. And then I came back and we had a nice dinner. And then we had some quality time together. And I think for me, that's what made me feel like I'd had a good day. What's interesting though, I, I've I was kind of looking looking back on this, and the following day when you woke up you were not in a brilliant mood. I don't know if you can remember because like I've said, we've been recording this quite a few times. So this was probably about six days ago now. The following day after you had your day off, you had a brilliant day with your day off and then you woke up the next morning and you were not in a brilliant mood. I wonder whether it's it's almost like that come down a little bit where you've had a whole day doing what you wanted it was nice. It was relaxing. Because let's face it, you did it midweek. Yeah. Doing anything on the weekend is not relaxing. I um, do agree. Like, I wouldn't have enjoyed that if it was in the week. I think because it was a little bit quieter as well. Sorry, I you wouldn't enjoy that. it on the weekend. Yeah. Like, you'd enjoy it in the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Um, I can't really think back, to be honest with you, like, the morning after. But I do agree. I think it's just... I've saw a tiktok about this recently about like your dopamine like levels like after you've done something that is really fulfilling or you do feel good from it or whatever afterwards you need to take time to then like recoup your emotions because your body has gotten used to like this high and then it immediately crashes and you're like oh well what is gonna like fix this low now and then you do things like what's the term it's like micro something like micro fixes and like that might be like watching tv or like eating something unhealthy unhealthy or doing something that you shouldn't do and i think that's just a bit of a like a cycle that we're stuck in at the moment it's like we'll have a really good day and then the next day we'll feel really like low and shit and then we'll do something to just like feel better in the moment and then 
it doesn't actually help us long term. Like, I'll be honest, we've been putting off this podcast, not because we don't want to do it. Like, we do enjoy filming these episodes. Like, we never sit down and we're like, oh, this is a chore. But it's always, like, the lead up to it because we're doing so much other shit in the background. Even, like, today, we've not had a busy day. It's not been, like, overly productive or anything. But, like, our minds are just, like, thinking about other shit. It's like, oh, fuck, we need to do the podcast. Yeah, and it's also the fact that this episode has been quite a tricky one because it's not quite been perfect because we want every episode to help people. We we want there to be some value to the episodes. And the very first episode we did, we ran through the whole kind of um, hour and a half, I believe it was. And we were answering questions about our relationship, but it felt very self-indulgent and as I was editing it I was thinking to myself is anyone really going to get any value from this and we kind of both decided well we could probably tweak this tweak that do it again then we sat down to do it a second time and then things got in the way you know so once again it's this cycle of like we kind of have allocated time for the podcast, but when we miss that or we have to redo things, it suddenly puts us... Yeah, it's like we carve out our weeks quite specifically to make sure we're, like, hitting the nail on, like, the head of, like, each The important thing. things. Yeah, I'm, I'm not explaining myself well, but, like, for example, Wednesday to us is date night. We're on Wednesday today. Tuesday evening is podcast evening. What else is <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't and need to run through yeah, everything. We don't need to run through everything. But, like, we schedule our time, like, quite specifically because otherwise life just gets busy and it gets in the way. And then all of a sudden when you're like, oh, fuck, we've missed for Tuesday, film and edit and upload or whatever, it's then like, oh, well, now it's Wednesday and this is meant to be our date night. Or, oh, now it's Thursday and you're meant to be doing... Whatever. whatever and then it's like the weekend and you know i might be working you might be working you might be away and then you're just like oh it's tuesday again and like life is just so busy yeah i mean we have listed down on it was monday wasn't it because we had the uh queen's funeral um we had listed down you know what are our big goals for this week what are the big dominoes we need to get moving and and we we do that to try and keep on top of things but yeah, it's it's been quite difficult, hasn't it, really? But uh, it's it's been quite an up and down week for both of us, I guess, is kind of the, the takeaway from that, yeah. even though we took quite a big tangent on the shopping front. But yeah, I would be interested to learn more from someone who understands a bit more about kind of what we would consider junk happiness. Like going out and buying things to make yourself feel good is a form of junk happiness. Mm. Like it's fleeting. I'd be interested to learn from someone why that is. Why do you have these feelings of, oh, I can't be bothered the following day, you know? Mm. Yeah, interesting. I think it depends. I think it's quite situational. Yeah, I'm sure there's takeaways though, even ways that you can maybe start to get into the, the habit of, you know, if you do have those days where you go out and do something great all day, maybe you almost need to set yourself up for a good day the next day so 
instead you have everything noted down of what you need to do yeah you, you plan and prioritize so that there's no kind of wake up in the morning and you're like oh what should I be doing yeah. and it kind of takes you a while to get there yeah I do agree I think it's also like where I've been working a part-time job I'm like I don't really get like a proper break for myself like I don't really get a full weekend and even though I'm a lot less stressed than where I was before like massively I'm busier now so like I'm so much more tired and I'm like a really sleepy person so like if I could sleep in every day like I would (laughs) I mean not that I should and like I don't but like I'm just such a sleepy person by nature like I'm not a morning person whatsoever and where I'm working like three days on one day off or whatever the pattern might be which changes every week so it's quite hard to get into a routine it then like messes up because I might come home and be like oh I'll have a little bit of a break and then I'll get to work or I'll have a break this afternoon but that means on my day off tomorrow I should be working and then oh wait Josh is doing this tomorrow so we can't catch up about this and then it just makes it quite difficult yeah also our working patterns are so very different I work incredibly well in the mornings and so I've been prioritizing getting up and trying to get to work like I've said this week has been quite difficult because my motivation hasn't quite been there and I've been quite distracted but I like working in the mornings and once it hits two three four o'clock I'm mentally checked out really I notice it at, at work sometimes you know it can kind of hit that that point where I then just go I'm really not as productive as I was in the morning but you are much happier working late into the evening and sleeping in late yeah so yeah it's also just like finding our working patterns that work for the both of us but I mean I guess we'll kind of get into today's topic which is about relationships and communication because we've been going over this quite a few times And we did the first episode about communicating in relationships and it was an hour-long episode basically going into what are some of the questions that we ask each other week in, well, maybe not week in, week out, but certainly every few months, either proactively or reactively. Sometimes we'd get into arguments and we'd come back to the (laughs) same sort of questions, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um. But we kind of gave that a listen back and it was a bit self-indulgent because it was a bit like, here are some of the questions we ask each other, which doesn't really necessarily help people Mm. that want to know a little bit more about communicating relationships. Because for us, I think we've definitely seen both the good and the bad side. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Because like there's been points in our relationship where we weren't communicating effectively and it did lead to us you know taking a bit of time apart and having to come back to the relationship and I think that came down to poor communication between us what what do you think yeah I'd probably agree and do you think if we were able to communicate better we may have been able to deal with those problems head on instead of having to like take a step back and reevaluate and then come back to one another what do you think Mm, I definitely think communication played a part in that happening 
but I also think like outsider factors contributed to that yeah outside factors yeah Yeah. there Um, there were situations I I think like had if we were in that kind of situation now I think we'd handle it a lot better yeah because we do just kind of say what's on our mind a little bit more now whereas I think like a year ago if we were frustrated at something like you like to think in a relationship you say things how they are but nine times out of ten you're just assuming what that person wants or needs yeah and like when you love someone or you're in a relationship with them like you know like a large percentage of the time like what the outcome's going to be or what they're going to say but you still get it wrong like no matter how long you've been together and then if you kind of strip that back and then you know early days in your relationship where you don't actually really fully know them and you're just making assumptions left right and center both of you it can like be quite detrimental to the relationship which I think is what we both experienced yeah I think definitely for for maybe some of the people that are a bit younger well actually saying that I've seen some terrible communication from people way older than me. So maybe maybe it's not just young people, but... I actually think younger people are more aware. Getting better. And yeah, I think our generation is better at communicating in relationships and yeah, being more conscious with the choices that we make, like marriage, kids, like moving in together. I think it's more of a, we're doing it because we want to in our generation, whereas our parents' generation was more of a, well, society tells us we should. So let's take that next step now. Yeah, I just before we get into like the main kind of topic here, uh, I've seen on online especially a lot of young men that kind of s- spit this rhetoric of, you know, or women tell you they want you to be vulnerable and then the moment you're vulnerable you know they don't look at you the same blah 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 you know it's (laughs) i have not seen this i've i've seen it on well i've seen people stitching on tiktok this it's it's kind of like these alpha male bros like you know that tell you yeah women say they want that and then the moment they do they look at you as weak and it's never going to work blah 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 is this andrew day making a comeback in like a disguise i i actually (laughs) think there's young men now piggybacking it yeah but it it wasn't andrew tate no i i can't tell you the guys that that i heard talking about this but i fundamentally disagree with it i think actually that's spitting quite a toxic message to young men about vulnerability agree and actually being vulnerable will lead to much better outcomes in your relationship I think and okay maybe there are you know a few women that will think in that way that they do want an alpha male and the moment that you are vulnerable they Mm. see you in a different light okay that's fine that person that's clearly not the right person for you exactly if that's how they're going to respond so I I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because I think our relationship has improved since I've been able to become more vulnerable, which I think was maybe something I wasn't, it, it wasn't due to you, but at that point in our relationship earlier on, I still wasn't comfortable in myself being as vulnerable as I am now. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, I think it's difficult 
like in a relationship because growing up even though this shouldn't be the case like girls from a very young age are taught to like be vulnerable and to like show their emotions and feel them whereas boys are taught to you know play with boys toys and like be rough and boisterous and you know you don't cry yeah you don't cry you just get on with it and like from a very young age like you're taught that kind of message and that kind of plays into like how you grow up and like your relationships with friends with your family with like partners and stuff and I think yeah it's only until you like get into a serious relationship where you have to then like unpack that (laughs) and almost like relearn those like emotional skills I think for young men certainly I felt this is being vulnerable it's scary yeah and i think when you have people on tiktok telling you don't don't be vulnerable blah 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 it just plays into this and i think the the more young men and women for that matter that can be vulnerable in their relationships and can have open heartfelt maskless conversations the better because it really does improve your relationship i feel mm. And I guess that kind of comes down to what we wanted to touch on with with this podcast episode. The first run we did through of this was more about the what's, the what sort of questions do we ask and blah, blah, blah. But that's that's us. Each Each couple is going to be different. The questions that we ask one another and what makes our relationship tick isn't going to be what makes another relationship tick you know and so we then kind of decided well maybe we should be looking at the how the how should we communicate in a relationship um and would you say there's been a change in the way we communicate as time's gone on yeah definitely I think I think even like a year from now we'll look back and think we weren't communicating like as well as we will be. I think like we're constantly kind of improving and like learning different ways and how to communicate about different topics and stuff because like my style of communication is naturally different to like yours. Yeah. And like our way of expressing love as we've kind of spoken about in the past is different. And so like I might say one thing, you know, kind of trying to like get a certain message across and it can be taken a complete different way. Yeah. And I think that's how, I think that's part of communication that gets lost, like makes it feel a lot harder than it is. Like it isn't just a sit down, this is how I feel, this is how we're going to fix it because there's two of you in a relationship. Like you can both take different things different ways and like want different outcomes and want different solutions and I think it's just about being open and being patient with each other and like you're not always going to have a solution that yeah. day it might be you know there's like one consistent argument that you always come back to but sometimes you just need to sit down and hash it out and just be like okay why do we keep arguing about this like do you know what I mean I think the thing that you touched on there that I think is really important is subtext when you were saying you know like you can say one thing but someone else can take that in a completely different Mm. way subtext is very important when it comes to communicating in a relationship it's like if I said to you we need to talk what what do you feel then 
yeah i'd feel anxious i'd feel on edge i'd be like oh my god he's breaking up with me <laughs> we need to talk yeah it, it implies something bad has happened or you know there's going to be some sort of repercussion yeah in this conversation you know and and this can be it, it can take a variety of different forms it's not just we need to talk but there will be ways that you communicate with one of one another that you think means so when I say that we need to talk means I want to talk to you but you hear that as there's a problem I've done something wrong yeah and that's kind of the first thing I think you need to kind of be aware of in a relationship is not just what you're saying but But how you deliver that information exactly Mm. it's like if I then said could I get your opinion on something Mm. that still opens the dialogue of discussion Mm. but it doesn't immediately put your back against the wall yeah so even just how you open these discussions and like the tone of voice and like the time as well like I do think it's all very important and that's not to say that we get it right all all the time like we don't like sit down and have conversations like a lot of the time it's when we're in the middle of doing something or when something has just happened or whatever and we want to address things um but yeah I think like the tone really matters as well because I think if you're trying to address something that has upset you or you're not sure about or whatever if you go in like all guns blazing the other person is gonna isn't gonna want to hear your point of view isn't gonna want to you know be patient and try and fix whatever or, do you know what I mean yeah I think you sometimes say to me it's like you you say I can be very rational with everyone else but with you with our relationship I can sometimes be very irrational and not think things through as well as if I was an outsider to a conversation and I think that's because I am emotionally involved like like you said the the emotional state you're in at that point will dictate how you respond like hindsight everyone's a winner I will know how to win every single argument yeah in hindsight but it's it's how you address things dur- during that moment and the way in which you start opening the conversation. Mm-hmm. But there's something I wanted to touch on mm-hmm. that I was thinking wh- if I could deliver one message from this podcast about how to communicate. And this is not something that we have perfected at all, but it's a bit of a three step approach to getting your point across without upsetting or making the other person defensive you know so let's say I come back from work Mm -hmm. okay and the let's just say the house is a mess right Mm -hmm. there's there's stuff everywhere and are we talking about today (laughs) no no today was fine today was fine um but yeah let's say hypothetically on a Thursday I come home from work (laughs) (laughs) yeah but let's just say the house is a mess and I and I come back and I'm like I don't want to have to deal with all of this mess that you've left Mm -hmm. that is it's there's a power dynamic at play there and it's me telling you I know what's best you haven't done enough you're in the wrong yeah you know, but you could very well have a perfectly good reason for why the the flat is a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, the, an emergency could have come up. But if I immediately jump down your throat, your back is then against the wall. And so 
these sorts of we call them micro stresses don't we mm-hmm. you know they're things that occur every day they're just little stresses and they can eventually get on top of you so how do we communicate when you want to just blurt out any old nonsense that could potentially upset the other person and there's kind of three steps to it I mean maybe there's more maybe I'm you know only halfway through the equation but always start with and it should start with you so it should be I think or I feel something like that and then you should say how you're feeling what what your emotions but they shouldn't then be directed at the other person Towards, yeah so it shouldn't be i think you are a piece of whatever whatever <laughs> you know it's that that's not what we're getting at here it, it is you know i feel stressed because the flat is is not as tidy as it usually is mm-hmm. so the second step to that would then be something along the lines of I feel that we could do with a tidy up third step what do you think Mm. and see we've still got to the same junk like the same point where we've understood that the flat is a mess it's it's making me not angry but (laughs) but it's it's upset me in some way but it's opened then for you to respond uh, and you can then say whatever it is that could then be yeah I'm sorry being absolutely manic at work today I think if you could just give me 30 minutes just to finish up what I'm doing and then we'll crack on and do it that's a much better way to communicate in a relationship rather than just coming straight in through the door throwing your toys out the pram and then both of you are annoyed and so that's kind of like the three steps there I should probably reiterate is an I think slash I feel and don't direct it at the other person then what it is that's upsetting you without stating that that is the other person's fault you mm-hmm. know so what what is the situation that's upset you and then you know what are your opinions or is there anything you could do to help me you know something along those lines where it's not do this do that it's could you you know yeah. we're, we're trying to be a team yeah what do you think about that yeah I do agree I think it's it's easy to say that kind of in hindsight absolutely yeah hindsight is wonderful when <laughs> when we've had a stressful day or when we're tired or whatever we don't always take that approach and sometimes there is a little bit of argumentativeness oh yeah back and forth back and forth and fuck you no i'm joking (laughs) i know we don't we don't we don't swear each other apart from when we're really hangry do you think i actually think we argue the most when we're hangry or tired or tired yeah 100 percent. like that's the only two points when we really argue and even then like we never actually have like deep arguments do we yeah do you agree? Well, do you remember when we were trying to record this podcast for the second time and we had set up and everything and I said, I'm really sorry, like, I think we'd recorded about five or ten minutes and I said, I'm really sorry, we need to stop, I need to eat yeah. because I'm not You're not ready for this. Yeah. And, and you were kind of a bit like, oh, well, you know, you said we were going to go back and record the podcast and da-da-da-da-da, this was the plan, which I understand because you like to have a plan and stick to the plan and so me then interrupting that with then a random you know meal time 
wasn't ideal for you so we were both <laughs> kind of a bit upset yeah and then once we had both eaten we were fine again <laughs> <laughs> what did we have i think i cooked an actual dinner did you yeah i think it was some sort of lentils and rice or something huh interesting but yeah that, but that, yeah, that was a bit of a tangent. I mean, it's very easy for us to sit here and yeah. say, this is how you should communicate. But I think as long as you're kind of like, you're trying to practice even like one of those kind of like points. Oh, yeah. I think as long as you're making a little bit of progress and like moving in the right direction, that's fine. You know, and like just being conscious of like, you're a team, like it's you versus the argument, which like I know it's very hard to think like that when you're in the moment and all you want to do is just like scream. Yeah. Like screaming isn't going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get you th- the solution you want. It's just going to put you against each other. And yeah, that's not going to help anyone, is it? Yeah, I think healthy communication is, it starts with that, like you said, it's y- you're both against the problem Mm -hmm. you know whereas a lot of the time it's it's quite funny that i mean i'm sticking with the example of mess the mess is the problem but we then go towards each other exactly which is it's when you look at it in hindsight it's so counterintuitive yeah i think another thing that we were maybe trying to get at with this podcast the first few times we recorded it we were asking each other questions like you know how do you feel about you know the way the household roles and responsibilities are currently divided and questions to that effect which we don't think necessarily benefited you guys listening (laughs) Uh, it it was good for us because we had an hour and a half of just hashing out problems which was good but I think also for people that maybe are struggling to communicate in a relationship, I think that three-step approach for when you're in an argument is a very good way to stop these kind of disagreements becoming great big fighting matches. Mm -hmm. But also, I think you need to regularly check in with one another. Did you ever see your parents check in with one another emotionally never never. can you even remember them you know talking to one another like how are you feeling what's on your mind blah 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 not that i can remember no because i can't either no it's and it, it is one of those things where you are the product of what you see at home mm. and it's very difficult to break those cycles i do agree so do you think there's maybe a lot of people that may actually feel exactly the same? Their parents have never shown them how yeah. to effectively communicate. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's difficult because, like, we're both have come from, like, a similar sort of, like, parenting, like... Background. Background. Um, and, like, both of our parents are, like, divorced and stuff now. Like, we've kind of experienced similar sort of things in that sense. But we've kind of gone two ways. Like, you're very black and white thinking. You're very, like, rational with your thoughts. Um, And I'm more of an emotional sort of person. I'm more, yeah, like, physical touch is more how I kind of, like, have those, like, intimate conversations with, like, a partner or something. And that's not the way you communicate at all. Yeah. But saying that, I think the one thing we do have in common is that we've seen how the breakdown of our parents' like relationship 
has had like multiple like factors such as like communication and like we've recognized that and we're both willing to try and not make history repeat itself 100 percent. um and that's not like digs at our parents at all like no. they were both like my mum and dad for example like my mum was so young when like she got married to my dad like yeah i think because we both have that same mindset it makes it easier and i think it must be quite difficult if you're in a relationship with someone who you know doesn't really care or doesn't really think communication is such a big deal or or thinks the only way they can communicate is through a screaming it's through a scream or even worse like throwing things or physical violence if you're in that situation please leave that is not okay um but yeah i think having both kind of seen that we're now very conscious of we want to like change kind of those patterns whilst we can and whilst it's just us two because you know if in the future we do then have kids I definitely don't want my kids to have to witness that and experience that and feel that themselves like I don't want my kids or our kids to ever feel like they can't say mum dad I'm upset because of xyz can we talk about it or do you know what I mean like I think conversations like that are very important in like early childhood and I don't think I personally experienced that would would you say you did no you know how bad I am with my emotions Um, it it can take me days to figure out how I'm feeling and why and I think you know the emotions behind like you know everyday life is part of communication and I think like you said if you don't know how you're feeling (laughs) one day from another how are you going to communicate about it exactly and I think the underlying message to all of this is you know you need to be respectful yeah and give each other time yeah like I'll I'll ask Josh like you know the other day like you were having a bad couple of days earlier this week weren't you yeah I was and like I could tell why and like I was asking you like is is there anything I can do like how do you feel like do you want to talk about it blah blah and like you didn't so like I ask a few times but I don't push it because if you wanted to talk about it you would and like you do end up talking about it in your own time it just takes you a little bit longer like for me someone asks me once I cry and I I tell you my whole life story (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah I think that's another great point you know just because you know you can understand your emotions very easily which you know there may be other people in relationships that have this problem doesn't necessarily mean your partner will understand their emotions as easily I feel now that I I really need that time to kind of process my emotions and it's definitely something I need to work on. Yeah. I'm getting better at it, but it's like so wild the way that I can sometimes be feeling great and other times be feeling miserable mm. and I don't know why. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think with communicating in relationships, you want to be respectful, empathetic and just kind. Yeah. And that it sounds easy to do but it's really it's not. really not and especially when it's like yeah like when you're in a relationship and you love that person and you know they love you you take them for granted and you know that like you acting out or saying something that you shouldn't say or misbehaving like you know they're gonna love you like regardless like within reason yeah and so you do like push the boundaries a little bit like how we 
how we argue with each other sometimes if I was arguing like that of a random person of the street they'd be like you silly bitch shut up do you know what I mean yeah like I'm I'm never like horrid I, I don't think but y- you know what I mean like you know sometimes how you're like snippy with each other like both of us are like when you're tired or whatever it may be you forget that you know it's because you can be like that with each other that you just like get away with it yeah i guess we've been going for nearly an hour now so it's probably time to to really wrap it up we don't want to take up everyone's you know whole day with four hours because we can ramble we we do know we ramble but um I was wondering your opinion on that kind of saying you shouldn't go to to bed without making up or 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 don't go to bed in like with bad blood or something like that. Mm. Where do you stand on that? Interesting. I personally like I find it really really difficult to go to bed when I know like you're fuming at me. I like I can't relax. Yeah. I can't like turn off like I'm that person that will literally be sobbing like over like something so minute as well because I'm like that feeling of oh you're annoyed at me or you're upset at me or I've done something and I can't change it really puts me on edge and really makes me anxious yeah but at the same time I think you need to be respectful and I think something that I'm trying to do like personally like in our relationship is being respectful that for you you need time and like that isn't to say like we've argued about anything like really like deep but sometimes you do just need to sleep on it and wake up and you're like it's okay but I think for me like in our relationship something that I appreciate is like we're okay we love each other good night we'll speak about it in the morning yeah and a little hug and kiss and then you roll over and it's like we'll talk about it when we've got a fresh mind because right now we're just going in circles and I think that's something that kind of is both of us meeting in the middle and compromising without you know like not allowing you to have your time for example if like you're upset with me and helping me not go to bed like feeling anxious yeah because I know from my perspective that I, I think I've said this to you before. Sometimes I, I've said things like, I really don't like it when we have deep conversations past like 9.30 <laughs> at night because it gets my brain active. All stimulated and you're like, it's bedtime, Shah. Yeah. Get and, to fuck. And then before I know it, it's midnight and I'm I'm then annoyed. And so those kind of conversations or those arguments, firstly, they do tend to come up in the evening because that's when we're both tired and agitated but also that's not when I'm at my best mental capacity to deal with those things because you've already been through like a whole day of you know like we were saying earlier micro stresses yeah and your working day and whatever else is going on so then it gets like nine ten o'clock and you're not in the best headspace to then be hashing out yeah yeah big problems but I will say though um I don't think that's happened since I've left my job. No, yeah. It's not happened once that I've had a problem or something that I needed to talk about late at night. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I get into bed now and I'm like, it's bedtime. Let's sleep. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) So yeah, I feel that 
you know, for people that maybe do hear, you know, oh, don't go to bed on bad blood, take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Do whatever works best for your relationship. If you're someone that doesn't mind going to bed late and you can still hash out a problem at 11 o'clock and you want that to be the case, you want to hash it out and mm-hmm. so does your partner, most importantly, because you shouldn't force what you want on them, on them mm. then do what works best for you. But some of these, you know little snippet sayings they're just too idealized do what works best for you and i think as well it depends on the situation like if it's something minute like the cleaning or the mess or whatever it's a stressful problem but you can deal with it in the morning like you can have that conversation in the morning if the routines aren't working if we need to change like roles if someone needs to pick up a little bit more or whatever that's a conversation you can have the next day if it's you know something a little bit deeper and you know it needs to be there and then and I think have that conversation there and then yeah personally so yeah I think last kind of tip before we wrap up one thing that Charlotte and I do very regularly is we make time to just chat through the podcast and through our date nights as well we spend a lot of time just chatting without phones in front of us and you'd be surprised how much of a difference that makes into the relationship Mm -hmm. so for us we we have a date night every week and some of those date nights are literally we would just sit down and play card games together and chat Mm -hmm. and I find that is so much more beneficial than you know going out for a nice meal or whatever you need time to be able to communicate not just in arguments but I think every week, life, yeah. every week you should have at least an hour where you can actually talk to your partner. Mm-hmm. Phones away, blah, 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 and just hash things out. I completely agree. And sorry, one more tip for any men listening. This has been a bit of a godsend for me sometimes when we've had problems where you're upset. I've only really just sort of learnt this, but asking is this a listening problem or is this a problem you want me to fix? (laughs) Because I'm very quick to jump on the, oh, well, if you do this and do that, you can fix it. Whereas sometimes you're just like, I just want you to Nine times out of 10, like I know the solution. I just want to run. And I just want to like have a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. So if, if you do find that your partner maybe says that, you know, they get annoyed because you just try and fix everything, just start the conversation with, is this a problem that you want me to fix or do you just want me to listen? And you'll be surprised how much of a difference that really makes. Yeah. Because you're not even really asking for advice at that point. You're just asking for 20 to 30 minutes of uninterrupted rant time. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's, it was quite quick actually really, half an hour discussion. Half an hour discussion. Yeah, half an hour discussing, you know, our kind of tips and tricks for communicating in a relationship and I think we could touch on this again in the future because I think there's so much more to it it would definitely change and it will it will naturally change as our lives change yeah I mean we've got a business together so you know communicating as a couple versus communicating as business partners will be very different I've already noticed the difference yeah Josh sort out the fucking bank account it's been two weeks and I'm like, mm, shall I do it now? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there will be other things we can touch on. Yeah. But 
we really hope you've enjoyed uh, today's episode. Once again, sorry it is late. It did take us a while to kind of hash this out, but hopefully it has been useful for you guys. And just a reminder, it would really help if you could follow, rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, preferably Apple Podcasts. I've oh, heard really? Is a, it the best one? Apparently that's the best for your SEO. So okay. yeah, if you are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, yeah, just a follow and a rating would go a long way. Yeah. All right. Have a good week. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> I never know how to end these things. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you on Tuesday. Bye. Oh, my God. You've made it to the outro. Well, if you've made it this far, you must have at least partially enjoyed today's episode so if you have if you could give us a rating or a follow that would be great we'd also love to hear from you guys so if you do want to get in contact with us you can at learninglostpod at yahoo.com we'd love to hear from you guys anything that you guys are going through maybe struggling with maybe want some independent unbiased advice on we would love to do that for you guys or if you don't have emails because we're not in the 1980s anymore you can also reach us at learning lost pod on instagram thank you guys have a great weekend